I'd like to take your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and reading verses 15 through 20. That is Deuteronomy chapter 30, begin with verse 15 on to verse 13. If it is possible, shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word? Verse 15, it reads thus. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. In that I have commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away, so that thou wilt not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou goest. Pass it over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. And may the Lord bless the reading of his words to our hearts as we center our thoughts on a phrase found in verse 19. Therefore, choose life. Father, we give you thanks for giving us the privilege to choose or to reject you. To choose good or to choose evil. Oh God, we pray for all those who have chosen to do good. That your blessings be upon them. And those who have not yet chosen and made that decision to do good and to choose life, that this would be the moment and this would be the day when they shall choose life and enjoy the blessings of the abundant life. Our Father and our God, please defeat the forces of evil and do for us what we are not able to do for ourselves. And we promise that we shall do for ourselves those things which we are capable of doing. Blessing this hour, 
And may some lost soul be saved. These mercies we ask to Christ, O Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The children of Israel were getting ready to leave the desert and to enter into the promised land. The land of milk and honey. Moses had some words for his people as he was not going to join them, but leaving them in the capable hands of his successor, Joshua. Moses made it clear that the commands of God are not too difficult. They were not too difficult to understand, nor were they too difficult to do. No one can be obedient to the word of God without God giving the ability to do so. He has given the ability to all. No one can understand what God will is for their lives apart from God himself revealing revealing it to us. But Moses is making it clear that this is what God has already done for us. Look how much God has done. Look at what he's still doing. Look at what he's going to do. He has made it so that the word of God is near us. Even in our hearts. In our minds. We don't have to wonder if he will, if we will uh, somehow have the opportunity to hear and understand what the will of God is. God has made it possible for us to choose to place his word in our hearts and in our minds and to obey him. However, some will not choose to understand. It is awesome to think that a sovereign God who created man with his own hands and in his own likeness would give us the privilege to choose or reject him. Who on earth would do something like that? The reconciliation of God's sovereignty and man's responsibility are clearly taught in scriptures, but it seems as though some people have difficulties with it. And as a result, they claim that God will choose only who he wants in heaven. And whether or not you like it, you have to go to heaven because God has chosen you. I sympathize with those who believe such nonsense. When he said here, I place before you life and death. Choose! How could anybody believe 
God has appointed people to hell. Where is the reasoning power? Where is the understanding? There are no excuses for those who don't choose Jesus Christ. We have enough to understand what God has done and what God is doing. We don't need to figure out everything in the word of God. We don't need to comprehend every aspect of the Bible. We don't have to experience a miracle in order to make the right choices in life. We just need to have faith in God, take him at his word, and trust him. That is all that is required. We can choose to have both eternal life and the fullness of life. Life with a capital L. Jesus Christ said, I am the good shepherd and I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Life with a capital L. John chapter 10 and verse 10. Very easy to remember. Abundant life does not, however, let me warn you, means that you're going to have plenty of money in the bank or in your pocket. It's nice to have plenty of money. And I'm longing for that feeling. And after almost 100 years, I can't get that feeling up to now. Nonetheless, I have abundant life in spite of the fact that I have very little of this world goods. We just need to submit ourselves to Jesus Christ in order to have a blessed life. Now don't get me wrong. There are people in this world who have been blessed by God who don't care a lot about him. But that just shows that God is loving and he blessed even his enemies. Who on earth would do that? Only God. However, there are many blessings that you just cannot receive until you come to Jesus Christ. Over the course of this pandemic, Quite a few famous people, rich people, who had a lot of success and talent and people admiring them and look up to them. They were depressed and struggled with addiction. They ended up deciding that life was not worth living anymore. They left all that money behind. All that fame and everything else. Many people have 
an abundance of money and power and fame. But they're empty when it comes to the important things such as peace, joy, hope, and contentment. Contentment is little known in this world at this time. In keeping with our subject for today. Therefore, choose life. Here is what I want to leave with you very briefly and those of you who are writing. Number one, choose life. It is not dictated and mandated by government. In recent times, we have been hearing a lot about mandates and we have come accustomed to that. We heard the pastor speak about that in recent times. And for most parts, people have been complying with the mandates and the dictates that the government put out. But don't you think that it would be, or let me not put it that way, excuse me. Don't answer though. Do you think it would have been a good thing for government to mandate that everybody choose life? Man, I guess you probably might have a revolt. <laughs> but good thing, government does not mandate that everybody choose life. So, choosing life is not dictated and mandated by government. Strangely though, in some places, governments dictate which God you worship or what religion you become. Again, do you think it might be a nice thing if the Western world were to mandate that everybody become Christians? That's just a question. Do not answer. You could answer in your mind. <laughs> so, you cannot wait and must not wait for government to dictate because they're not going to dictate that everybody choose life. Moses put it out there according to the word of God. And not even God is dictating that everybody, or mandating that everybody choose life. He's simply putting it out there. It's your choice. You have a choice. Number two, choosing life is not decided by your elders. Choosing life is not dictated or mandated by your elders and your parents and your peers. Your elders may try to persuade you. But you must choose for yourself. Number three. Choosing life is not dictated by your surroundings. You must make that choice. But even nature will tell us and show us 
that there is a creator. And when we think of how the body is made up, that is enough to convince us that there is a God and there is a creator and man did not evolve. If, capital I, capital F, if your heart gives out, if your kidney gives out, if your liver gives out, and man has to get a machine to make your heart work, your liver work, and your kidney work, you will need a room as big as this to get all those machines to keep you going. And here God made a little heart smaller than your fist. And if man is going to give you an artificial heart, man, you need a whole room to put the machine inside there. You heard about kidney failure, which is becoming very common in the Caribbean, and they said that we have to be very careful because kidney uh, failure is coming, becoming very common. It has to be something that we are eating or drinking. Simply. We have to eat the foods that cleanse the kidney because when man makes a kidney, which they call a dialysis machine, Boy, you need a whole room. <laughs> and you have to be on it so many times per week. And they say you only do 20% of the work that a little kidney uh, that is smaller than your fist. So, well, I think it's two of them, right? Do all that work. And man going to create a big, giant-sized thing. That alone should tell anybody that there is a God and the body could not have evolved. So while your surroundings don't dictate you choosing life, your surroundings tell you that there is a God and somebody created it. When you look at these flowers and beautiful flowers and if somebody painted them and so, you, you, it has to tell you that there is a God. And how the system works. May I add here, number four. Choosing life is not decided by your friends. As a matter of fact, in most cases, your friends are going to encourage you not to choose life. Your friends will try to influence you. I trust for good and not for ill. But they cannot decide for you. Think of it. You have to choose for yourself. You got to make up your mind. This is what I want, but unfortunately, so many people are influenced by their friends to go the wrong way. You wonder, why is it so easy for people to influence people to go the wrong way? And it's so difficult to influence people to go the right way. Have you ever thought about it? So therefore, you have to develop a mind of your own. And you must develop, a, I will not, a very strong I will not do that. I will not do that. For it says here, you're going to choose between good, life and good. Life and good. Hey, if you're going to have life, you have to do good. And you'll be able to choose between death and evil. So, if you're going to do evil, prepare to die young. 
to be so careful in this life. You have to make the right choices. Doing the right things. When people are leading you the wrong way, just walk away from them. Oh, there's so much evil influence in the world. Number five. Choose. Choosing life is decided by you and you alone. According to verses 17 and 18, if you want to ignore the Lord, if you want to be disobedient, if you want to live your life your own way, it's a matter to you. Let's look at verse 17 once again. But, if thine heart turn away, so that thou will not hear, but thou shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, not only physically, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and otherwise. And that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou goest to possess it over Jordan. Moses was not going to get to the promised land, although the Lord gave him a glimpse of the promised land. He'd been to the mountaintop and he saw the promised land, but the Lord said, I'll let you see it, but you're not going to enter it. Why? Because of disobedience. God told Moses to get water from the rock. And Moses went there. Moses speak to the rock and the water will come out. Moses went there and beat upon the rock and say, You rebellious people, should I get water for you? And the Lord was displeased. All that Moses had to do was to speak to the rock and say, Water, come forth. Moses got angry and beat upon the rock and the water came out in spite of the fact that he did not do what he was supposed to do. The water came out but God was not pleased. Very simple. When God tells you to do something, do it. Whatever God say, do it. Don't argue. Don't find another way. But we have a world here now that is Opposed to everything that God said. People who thought had common sense. People with doctor's degree. Everybody doctor's degree and master's and all kind of degree. And they don't know the right hand from the left hand. They don't know whether they are male or female. Brethren. When did the beginning God created male and female? And when I hear a person say that they're a doctor and they don't show, they don't know, there's no male and female. You know, common sense has gone crazy. These days you have to have a doctor's degree to find out whether you're male or female. Back in the good old days, whenever that was, it just take an ordinary common nurse who did not go to college 
A nurse who probably just had a seventh standard degree or what degree? A seventh standard certificate. And she can tell you in five minutes. Well, what five minutes? One minute after the baby is born, less than one minute, whether that baby was male or female. And now you have people with doctor's degree and all kind of degree, and they don't know whether they are male or female. You see how bad things have gotten? Brethren, I want you to look at me. You don't, if you have a doctor's degree, you don't have any, I don't see any doctor's degree here. You look at me, see if any part of me look like a, a, a female. Look at my chest. I am 100% male. And that is not going to change. As I mentioned in my Sunday school class this morning, I am very concerned. And I'm glad but I don't have children to go to any college this, at this time. I sympathize with your parents who have children going off to college, and especially if they have to go to the USA. The colleges and universities, they have gone crazy. With a capital Z. And what is particularly troubling to me, that some of our students, or students, or members of this church, have left and gone there. They left here male. And they're up there now, don't know whether they're male or female. It saddens my heart that a nurse who had no degree knew what a child was when he or she was born. And now people with all this education don't know. Something so simple. Moses talk about bowing down to other gods. You may think that it is not happening anymore. Oh yes it is. You may say that I'm not bowing down to any gods. But just think about it. If you are not following the God of heaven. You are following some other God. If you are not living for Jesus Christ. You are living for another God. If you are not directing your life. According to the wisdom. Of the one true God. Then you are bowing down. To the wisdom of this world. And to another God. You might not think. That you are doing it. But you are. If you are not following the almighty God. There is no neutral ground. If you are not following. The almighty God. You are following something else or someone else. They have literally. Gods like. 
Buddha and Muhammad and the list goes on and on. But there is only one true God. Oh, may I ask you, who do you idolize? What do you idolize? I trust that your sport or your hobby, your work, your smartphone and all the things do not come before God. It's good to be, you know, a lover of sports. It's good to have a smartphone if you can afford it. But do not allow anything to take God's place. Time out with God. But I'm afraid that so many of these things are taking God's place. You know, I think that it is unfortunate that we have so many time-saving devices and we still don't have time for God. If you are not following Almighty God, be careful. It means that you are following something else or someone else. They cannot decide for you. You have to make that decision. God calls us to and give us eternal life, abundant life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And there is no excuse for not knowing the word of God. Moses said, you have the word with you. And Moses spent 40 years teaching them the word that God had revealed unto him. And if ever they strayed from God's path, it would be not for the lack of knowledge. It would be that they have made a deliberate choice that they are not going to follow God. The same is true this day. Today, you have the word of God in the palm of your hands. Your smartphone. I think that everybody should know that you have a Bible app. And that smartphone here, it boggles my mind. It's mind-boggling to think of the amount of information that you have on that thing. I think the pastor mentioned it just recently. How that you have uh, almost a whole library in the palm of your hand or in your pocket. And so you have the word of God everywhere you go because it's on your phone. Therefore, spend time. And what is amazing and what I love about the smartphone is that you can have it read your Bible for you. But you need to follow along. One of the things I like about it is for those big abadullah doing those long words that I have difficulties calling. <laughs> that I used to say, we'll bow and pass right over. <laughs> now, you can hear it there for yourself and you can go along with the pronunciation. And that you can read your Bible through every year without any difficulties. In your relaxing moments, you read the word of God. And so there is no reason why you should be ignorant of the word. For the word is nigh thee, 
Even in thy heart and in thine hands, in thy pocket, in your purse, you have the word of God. And it says here very clear and simple. Therefore, choose life. You have made your choice already, I hope. Once you see the day of Christ's return approaching, you need to be ready. But think the stage is set for the return of Christ and I'm anticipating, and I trust that you're anticipating the return of the Lord sometime this year. As I've said, I was hoping that he would come last year. He did not. So we just have to hope that he's coming this year. True. He may not come this year. And again, I believe that there are going to be people who are going to set dates for the coming of Christ. As they have done in the past. I thought that they would have learned by their mistakes in the past. I don't want to make that mistake. Neither you. We just live one day at a time. And more and more, I see God is teaching us, live one day at a time. Live one day at a time. I was telling the pastor, talking with him last night, and told him, listen, God is saying to me, just live one day at a time. Don't worry about a whole bunch having money in the bank. I provided for you in the past. I will continue to provide for you. I've learned to relax and chill out and stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I don't have to have everything. You don't have to have everything. What you need is Jesus. And he said if you have life, life with a capital L, abundant life, he will give to you. As I mentioned Wednesday night, this storm seems to be getting bigger and bigger. It was my wife, Marisa. Now it's the pastor. Lord, please stop it there. That's why I'm here for the pastor. But he's just saying, trust me. Trust me. You're going through a storm right now? Just trust God. If you have him, you have life, abundant life. But it does not mean that you are not going to have any storms in your life. Abundant life is talking about peace, joy, love, contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Don't try to gain the world. What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to put it? It's so rotten you don't need it anyhow. <laughs> what you need is Jesus Christ in your life. Let him be real to you. Therefore I say to you, choose life with a capital L and enjoy the abundant life. You can enjoy the abundant life without a whole ton of money in the bank. Anyhow, a whole ton of money in the bank may not mean anything tomorrow. Like all those rich Russians who have money all over the world and can't touch it. They're just as rich or poor as you and me. You don't have to worry. The time is coming when all of this will mean nothing. And whose will it be? Choose life.